space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Captain Cal Sisters sits looking out at the stars, smiling almost sadly. The weight of responsibility hangs heavy on his shoulders, but don't worry, those shoulders are broad and strong. He stands straight as an arrow as the reflection of the stars glimmers on his salt and peppered temples. The kind of cleft chin that only honest living can provide sits at the bottom of his well-worn 39-year-old face. A framed image of his two years pregnant wife sits on his desk, updating in real time using cool technology. Also, he's the hottest person on the ship. Captain's Law, Space Date 234701X. The crew is refreshed after a week's shore leave on Starbase 82. The Cavalier, well, she's refreshed too. The ship's been given a full diagnostic, and we've taken on plenty of supplies. We'll be needing them, as we'll be spending the next six months patrolling our borders with the Corexians. Hopefully we won't see too much action. The boys back at Galactic Command say that if this tour goes well, I could make Admiral in a year. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Not that I mind the view. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the bar of the Cavalier. Port Starboard. It's a watering hole where the crew of the Cavalier gathers for a meal, a drink, or a conversation. Come here on the right day, and you might see a lowly ensign best Captain Sisters in a game of Antara's Monopoly. But not today. We've already established where the Captain is, and it's not here. But who is here? Why, it's ship's pilot Legs Lovelist and explorer Meredith Chesterfield. Hotshot pilot of the CSS Cavalier approaches the bar of Port Starboard. He's taken his vanguard-issue uniform top, ripped the sleeves off, and torn it down the middle to make it into a sort of sexy vest. Uh, On his bare chest swings a sort of greenish and green and brass amulet 
surrounded by untranslatable glyphs. His hair is beautiful, like if Farrah Fawcett was in the NFL in 1973. You're looking at legs loveless. Meredith Chesterfield is already at the bar. She's gorgeous. Whatever you're picturing, multiply it by ten. She has dark hair. It's long, it's glossy, like a waxed floor. And on the underneath it, underneath the hair, the uh, she has like silver hair on the bottom part of her hair. Yeah. And she looks amazing. She's 46 and she doesn't look a day over 22. Well, 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 if it isn't the Duchess of Chesterfield. Well, 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 you owe me a drink because I said so just now. <laughs> you know, maybe back at home you can boss the servants around oh, like please. that, but here... Okay, I'll get you a drink. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, how are you? Legs! Did you have well, fun on 82? I did not have fun on 82. No, I, uh, no! Yeah. Uh, what? We were there for a whole week. I know, but it's, uh, you know, nothing I can't handle. I've, I've seen worse, let me tell you, Duchess. It, for sure, leave? For, yeah, for sure, leave in for uh, in, in a lot of other contexts. I've I've been around the block once or twice. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, I got some uh, I got some bad news. Legs, order me a drink. <laughs> oh right. Okay. Sorry. Um, a hologram bartender. Yes. Uh, can I get a different personality? Something. Um... Oh, uh, one second. Legs, I think you're stuck with you. <laughs> Hey, listen, nobody else is complaining. Actually, it's just behind your back. <laughs> you wanted a drink? Well, I'll take two of the real thing, please. Two Dutch whiskeys. And I'll have everything on it. And that's, we'll have two up Dutch whiskeys. That's all different kinds of ice. I know what it means. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you have back on uh, Earth Major, but here, the ship, we got a whole library full of every food and drink you can imagine. And the two drinks materialize in front of you. <laughs> and, and voila. Or as the Dutch would say, voulou. What? <laughs> <laughs> the bartender also turns. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> I was just, uh, you know, my, uh, my friend here is pretty sheltered. Didn't make it out of the mansion much growing up. I'm just trying to show her the ways of the world, or uh, maybe even the galaxy. Bottoms up. Come tell me about your week. It was so bad. Well, yeah, it was bad. I got some uh, rough news from back home. <laughs> oh, Something honey, I'm sure you're no, no stranger to. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't like to talk about this very much, but my dad's boyfriend is an admiral's assistant at the Vanguard. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, you sent me a letter saying, if I get caught hot-shotting around one more time, it's going to be voulu for me. <laughs> um, and that's a bad thing. In Dutch, thing. the word means here it is, but also last shot. It means both? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so versatile. I'm so sorry, Legs. I hate that for you. Hey, Duchess, don't worry about me. Don't let one drop of sweat hit this hologram table. If there's one thing I appreciate, it's one last chance. <laughs> and all that means is I ain't got to get caught again. <laughs> the bartender is is wiping off the bar and looks up and says, What's with you and Dutch stuff today? I already explained that, but I'll do it again. 
I I went to a small high school and uh, they only had one foreign language <laughs> and it was Dutch. You know, after the Dutch took over Europe in the 2050s. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. We, uh, yeah, we were mandated to learn their language by um, executive fee out of the Dutch government. Oh, fair enough. I also got a letter from home. No, I hope yours was better than mine. <sighs> it wasn't, it wasn't. Compare and contrast your letter to mine. Well... <laughs> If they taught you that at debutante balls. Other crew members around the bar are sort of like leaning over to themselves and saying like, gosh, legs is so smooth. Wow. What a pro. He could charm anyone. Yeah, and Meredith is not noticing this. Well, my parents filled up my bank accounts again to the max capacity. And what was the bad news? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got it tough, sister. You know, I give you a hard time sometimes, but I got to admit, you deserve it. Oh, legs. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, my God. I have to go. Oh, no, wait. These are on my tab. I was wondering if you could spot me. She's um, gone. <laughs> She's gone. Okay. The, the door was slotting shut. I thought she could hear me. We cut to somewhere very different indeed. A taxi wails and a scamp yells, Extra, extra! I sell newspapers! Men hurry by in trench coats and fedoras. <laughs> Looming large over the city stands Lady Liberty, her constantly burning torch raging like a supernova. We turn to a basketball court. Some local boys lazily shoot hoops. Suddenly, two new figures take to the court. You can't help but look, as these two have steel in their eyes. And in their hands. It's a duel. Onlookers clear the court as they whisper, It's a duel! It's a duel! A common thing from this time period! The two combatants... Katya Bushnikova, the ship's mechanic, and Threadcount 900, security chief, approach. Epi's drawn. Threadcount 900 is a luxury Swiss army knife of an android built to help no matter the situation. He looks a little bit like an animatronic covered uh, in a weirdly smooth plasticky skin um, with facial expressions that basically can cycle between 30 different combinations, just a hair too slow. Katya Bushnikova brings her epe to the center of her perfectly symmetrical face and whips it down by her side. She has the tall, broad-backed physique of a swimmer-slash-gymnast. Her hair is bushy and silver-blonde, and her eyes are an icy blue. She looks... Incredible for her 40 years. Yes, so as I'm explaining to you, with Epi, the entire body is target area, okay? For the sake of your pride, I'll pretend to have not been programmed with the entire world's history of fencing. I know Epi, I know Saber, and I know the other five secret forms. There are no secret forms of fencing. Of course. I must allow you to have hope to discover something anew. That is, if you survive, on guard. Katya um, eases into her on guard stance and she salutes with her epee. Threat count does the same, heels clacking together, and then whirs. Uh, Katya lunges at Thread Count 900. She is aiming for where his head would be. Threat count allows the sword to smack and ding across his metallic head 
as he takes advantage of the moment to smack her on the behind. What are you doing? <laughs> Just teaching you a little lesson in human on android combat. Pacha gets into his face slash visor really intensely. Listen, perhaps I am new person to you, but let me make something very crystal clear. We are not in a flirtation. We are in combat. If I want to flirt with you, you will know. And you should know that I am merely representing to you what may be a 65% chance of your average opponent. And they would be a horned up male. You're thinking I am not having plenty of experiences with horned up males, as you say? I am 40 years old. I am 40 and flirty. Very well. Would you like me to engage kill mode? Yes, come at me with everything you are having. Thread Count stabs her with the sword. Can you... Uh, <laughs> uh, can you make a lasers roll for that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, baby, it's a four. That's laser feelings. He doesn't mean to kill. His, okay. He, he merely wishes to make her heart race. Okay, it okay, you succeed with flying colors. Okay, so what oh. happened? So Chris, Chris rolled his numbers. He got a laser feelings roll, so he gets to do exactly what he wants to, uh, in this action. And he, if he wants, he can also ask me a question. Thread Count's eyes, like a glistening steel visor, like closes under each of his eyelids, making him like have like robot death gaze. And he mm-hmm. lunges forward and like, slashes the blade like straight across your midsection making a perfect tear in your suit. My suit unfurls and you see an incredible set of abs. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, the, all the 1950s onlookers are going wow, gosh, look at them abs. <laughs> no, there was no slang term for abs in the 50s. <laughs> look at those dinner rolls, Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, threat count is, is already like worrying around again for another attack. Katya is going to maintain her distance. Her eyes are locked onto you. I want to use her engineer knowledge to like identify a weak point on this robot. Oh, yeah. Make a laser's roll for it. Okay. Uh, but because you're an expert, you can roll twice. Cool. Okay. Hotch's eyes narrow the same way Thread Count 900's artificial eyes narrowed a moment before, and she scans almost robot-like to find a weakness in this android. <laughs> oh! Okay, so I rolled a one and a six. Great. So one is under your number, so that's a success. Great. You notice on Thread Count's shoulder, mm-hmm. there's a small button marked release valve. Katya spies this release valve and she smirks to herself. She shuttles forward and then goes to feint an attack to his head again before disengaging and pressing the release valve button with her epee. You do, and uh, once you do, lubricant shoots out of all (laughs) of Fred Count's joints. Oh my! This is embarrassing for you, I'm thinking. I, 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 I'm overloaded with lubricant. Okay, let's call that, let's call that game. One of the onlookers says, gosh, with fence and skills like those, we'll never win the Cold War. 
Why did you pick this setting for this fencing match? <laughs> I like to envision various settings before my design was ever conceived of. Okay, let me clean you up. And she's starting to um, wipe away. She has a towel. She's using it to wipe away the excess lubricant. She resets the valve for him. And as she does, the cityscape flickers away, revealing the green walls of the Cavalier's hollow zone, a virtual play place where anything imagined can be made manifest. Next time, we'll have to fence on a pirate ship. Or you'll fence me in a fencing strip like normal person. Don't you wish to be like Errol Flynn? <laughs> Errol Flynn? No. There are many successful Soviet fencers, not Errol Flynn. We cut back to the captain's quarters. He sits alone, nobly going over some paperwork. Show yourself in. Enter Gelmir Lysander. Every bit of 22, he just graduated from the academy, and he has got that body posture that lets everyone know that he isn't sure he's supposed to be here yet, but dang does he want to. Live, bold yellow eyes with a scar marring his gorgeous face. He's got everything someone looking for trouble wants on their side. And a heart of gold. Can you see it? Yeah, it's part of his thing physically. Captain Sisters, it's Gelmir Lysander. Uh, permission to read uh, orders from... The, uh, first the things vi- first there, Lysander. Yeah. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Thanks, Captain. I, I'm sorry, I guess I'm just... Still a little overwhelmed by the majesty of this place and, and to work with for someone like you. I, I mean, I read about you at the academy. Look, I understand. I came from the academy myself. My father still works there. <laughs> at ease. <laughs> sure, thanks. I'm glad you can treat me as one of your friends, one of, your, one of the guys, you know? Because I do always feel that friendships... Friendships create better soldiers, you know, and I'm going to be the soldier to save your life. Dude, I'm going to save your life one day, actually. Lysander, <laughs> Lysander, Lysander, please, well, uh, please. I, I, I want to make a bet right now. I'm going to save your life one day. Please, put your bets away. <laughs> Betting was outlawed in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and I still hold those old rules. I said wow. a few things there that raised a red flag or two for me. First was friend. One of the first things I learned when I got out here in the real world was not to have friends, but to have co-workers, which I feel is even more valuable. Friends are messy. Friends make mistakes. But co-workers, well, it's God's perfect equation. Gelmir has been holding up a tape recorder to, to get get all that for his notes. <laughs> all right. The, okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do you mind if I write that down in my notebook later? Lysander, I'll put it down in writing for you. Oh, thank you. Now, uh... What'd you come in here for? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, permission to uh, permission to read um, a message from um, uh, the Vanguard. Fantastic. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Captain, we've received a distress signal from the planet Grappelia 4 on the Corexian border. Dom space interference is making communication difficult, but there appears to be an issue with the planet's moons. One of their moons is a key part of Concilium infrastructure. Protect it at all costs. <laughs> There are no other Vanguard ships in range. Good luck. And and that, that that's the message, Captain. Well done. Although next time I could do without the editorializing. 
oh, right, sorry, I just, like, sometimes it's pretty badass that we're, like, we're actually fighting planets, like, protecting the concilium, you know, and, like, bopping Corexian assholes right in the fucking nose, you know? I'm just so amped to be here. Lysander, Lysander, I'll meet you halfway on that. It is pretty badass what we do. But we're not, it's not all about bopping guys on the noses and this and that. Captain Sisters is going to turn around in his rotating chair and look out into the, the infinite expanse of space. He says, no. When I look out at those stars, I don't see war. I see peace. Peace you got to fight for, yeah. Well, that's true. You got me there, but it's not about the fighting. It's about the end result. He turns back around, and don't you forget it. Mind equals blown. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's zigging you and like and me, you know, and it's like what the fuck, you know, and like every time, you know, because yeah, you could keep going. And I would, yeah, it's like to hear you talk because it's experience that I admire. Yeah, I've always admired experience, and um, yeah, and Pete, you're right. You no, know, you're totally right about peace. Like that, I've actually, yeah, back in the academy, I was like, you know. Peace is actually pretty cool, even though we're, I'm down to fight war. Like, everyone's down to fight war, but, like, peace was sort of the thing that I was I was also like you to be like, you know, peace has a peace has a seat at the table, you know. War is obviously there, but peace has a seat at the table, you know. And I will, like, welcome. I will bring the chair back, let the, the peace sit down, push the chair in. Be like, would you like a, a glass of water or even a glass of red wine, you know, um, depending on the dish that was being yeah. served. Yeah, so, because um, it would be white wine if it was, uh, you know, a more vegetable thing, or even just of a course, fish. Of course, of course. Yeah. So red um, wine with the meats. Yes. No, I understand. Yeah, but so like I basically I'm with I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with. I, I, we're on the same wavelength, I guess. Somehow. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Lysander. <laughs> I admit I was a little worried about you, but clearly we're two men on the same page. Of course. And um, one more thing. Your dad's still at the academy. Yeah, he is. I actually uh just got off the horn with him. Right. Well, maybe best to. Not tell him I'm working under you. Well, why is that? I've never kept secrets from my father. Gelmir Lysander turns around, not to face the uh, the window of space, but to face the door. He's hoping it'll give the same effect. He touches his scar and goes, Sorry, Captain. Some memories can't be shared, <laughs> even under direct orders. The Captain touches his own scar and says, I understand all too well. Permission to grab a drink at the bar, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps some other time. But right now, we need to assemble the entire crew. Yeah, I could do it. I could call him. I could call him. I could run around, get them, whichever one you want. Could go that was do. the implied order, yes. Okay, and yeah. And so one by one, or like do a sort of... Uh, well, I'm thinking time is of the essence, and let's do it all at once. Yeah, okay. Gelmer Lysander will run. He will sprint outside, which is about only two strides away. But he's going to sprint. He's going to stop. And he's going to put his two normal-sized hands next to his mouth and go, Everyone, to the deck. Captain got some splaining to do. Uh, the captain is going to chuckle to himself. He's going to say, uh, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Good kid. I see a lot of myself in him. He presses a button on his own desk and says, Everyone, to the bridge. The captain's got some explaining to do. We cut now to the bridge of the Cavalier. It's a gleaming steel chamber with a large view screen facing out to the stars, action stations for many of the Cavs, senior officers, and plush wall-to-wall carpeting in Vanguard navy blue. A special light from where 
no one knows, falls in the center of the room. Here stands the captain's chair, rising just an inch above all the others, and when Captain Sisters takes it, all feels right in the universe. Sisters does some splaining to his crew and sets a new course for Grappelia 4. Hey, uh, it's Red Count, old friend. You got any idea what this is about? It seems to me that it is a fairly standard problem with those, as you have asked me to say, assholes. Wait, this is about the Corexians Vermont Alliance? Yes, the assholes. What seems to be the problems, Legs? We have encountered the assholes and defeated them on at least 13 separate occasions. Yeah, but not in the last three years. And this piece? <laughs> Listen, we all know it's tenuous. Hey, Wishnikova. Yes? Your spy network tell you anything? Why are you thinking I am spy? That was a test. And you passed. Okay, now I test you. No. Was that the test? Did I pass? Yes. Yes, you passed. I could be a spy. Not me. I could never be a spy. To pretend to not believe in what I believe, I just can't do that. It's a little hard for me. Bushnikova absentmindedly sort of swats at where the voice is coming from like it's a bug. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was not thinking this was from a person I should be respecting. No, of course, Katya. I know with you, I've got to earn it. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, anytime. So if you want to lay down the ground rules for me to earn that respect, I'm like, I'm down, you know. And I, I actually want me to beat someone up, because I will, anytime, any place. Uh Hey, everybody, we're now approaching Grappelia 4. Captain, should we switch to impulse engines? Yes, I uh, think we should. And if you have just a second, I need to say something to you. Sure, slowing her down now. Uh, the captain, he's gonna, he leans one arm under the armrest of his captain's chair, and he, he, he beckons Legs Loveless over to him. I just had a talk with my father. If this is about the message from my dad's boyfriend, I've already received it. It is the message from your dad's boyfriend. Because as you know, your dad's boyfriend is my dad. <laughs> yes, sir. You know I don't like getting in the middle of this stuff, but I've been dragged into it. And if it has to happen again, that's going to be an official infraction. I understand, sir, as I made it clear to my father's boyfriend. I'm uh, sorry, uh, your father. Uh, I understand. I understand. I'm still getting used to it myself. Yeah, tell me about it, sir. You don't have to tell me twice. Uh, I'll, of course, uh, comply, even if it's against my instinct and the better parts of my training. I'll be honest, sir. The things I get in trouble for, some of them, I learned from you. What's it been? 10? 11 years under your service, sir? 11 to the day. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You know, I don't have any trouble with your cowboy ways. But this stuff, it gets back to the academy. It makes it harder for me to do my job. So I'll tell you the same thing I told you last time. You fly as wild as you want, but you do it under the radar. Sir, if the choice is between the success of our mission and the lives on this ship and flying over the radar, I'll fly over that damn radar every time. Legs, it's your birthday? <laughs> yeah, I don't like to spread it around. Having a private conversation with the captain. Congratulations on survival. Thank you. Uh, Loveless, I do apologize. The acoustics in the bridge are not built for a private conversation. Uh, thread count 900 starts rattling in place like he's just sort of vibrating a little bit 
and then you hear a ding, and a, a compartment in his chest opens up and pops out a freshly baked cupcake. Aww. Well, that is just a waste <laughs> of parts over there. Happy birthday, Legs. I'm sorry, this was the best I could do under your famously secretive circumstances. Sir, uh, 10 4 on that message, and that's uh, Roger Wilco. Permission to eat birthday cupcake? Permission granted. Happy 27th birthday. And he gives a big wink. And I give that wink right back. Threat count, you old robotic dog. <laughs> As legs settles into the cupcake, <laughs> as legs gets legs deep in that cupcake, <laughs> as legs just dives into that cupcake, Grappelia Four uh, takes shape in the view screen. You see its mighty purple oceans. No one is sure what makes the water purple, but it's never hurt anyone. Orbiting the planet are its two moons. A quick scan of your files reveals the soft pink moon to your right is the love moon of Grappelia the only place where Grappellian culture allows reproduction to occur. The other moon, sort of a grayish-brown, is busy with freighters moving to and fro. This, of course, is the famous Trash Moon of Grappellia, a major space fill where nearly all of the Concilium's refuse is deposited. All right, there it is. Grappellia 4 and its harmless seas. It's beautiful. As beautiful as it is safe. Hey, Meredith. Um, I know we're both explorers here, but I... Lysander, did you have something you wanted to say to the entire party? Oh, um, yeah, well, I, you know, the Mer- we're both explorers here, and I was just saying to Meredith that, like, you know, you know, that if there are any new alien races or creatures and stuff that, like, you know, she should, you know, let the guy who cares a little bit more about it be the one who sort of does that front-facing exploration, and, you know, didn't need to say that in front of all of you, but just, you know, <laughs> you know just wanted to say that, like, Maybe let the real explorer step up and sort of do the job, you know, Lysander. rather than... Lysander! Stop! Ow! Stop! Ow! No, stop. it's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Ow, you can Don't. do it. I told you, you can go ahead. You can go, you can walk, you can step ahead of me at any turn, okay? Okay. Why are you poking? I'm looking for a whole planet. That's what my parents said I have to find. They said you have to go find a whole planet. So, I... You can feel free. Anything that's already been discovered is yours. And if while we're doing our border patrol, if we see a new planet... That's what I'm interested in. Okay. You're so cute. Look at your face. Stop, don't touch me. This Ow. Look at this face. Stop it. I'm not a kid, okay? I'm not a kid. This moment is interrupted as a blinding flash fills the bridge. Suddenly, a human figure appears before you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he looks like a human man, dressed in the attire that Katya might recognize as a greaser from her trip to the Hollow Zone. He chews on a toothpick, spits it on the ground, and sneers at the crew. Everyone step back. It's the 70s memory of the 50s. Shut up, Captain Sisters. Welcome to Grappelia, morons. You can call me Quoo. The mysterious being known only as Quoo stands before you. Yes, yes, hold your applause. I get it all the time. Just because you're an all-powerful cosmic being, you're often worshipped and beloved, but that's that's not what I'm here for today, folks. Katya, please, calm yourself down. I am extremely calm. Meredith, you know, hold it, okay? Just, like, rein it in. Hmm? 
She looks up from the console that she's been slamming the buttons on that's clearly deactivated. <laughs> everyone, everyone, behind me. Yes, gather behind Captain's sisters. Leg stands in front of Cal's sisters and draws his vaser. How do you know our names? I told you, Legs, I'm older than the universe. Why, you might even call me a god. Or a Vermonter trick. Loveless? You think I'm a Vermonter friend? Wouldn't a Vermonter have, I don't know, a big bushy beard? And before you, Quoo grows a long, luxurious beard. Katya's breath catches for a moment. He's all yours, Captain. Yeah, Loveless, behind me. All right. You've proven yourself. No one but a god could do that. (laughs) Now, what do you want from us? Thank you so much for asking, Cal. Can I call you Cal? Seems that you can call me whatever you want. Just not late to dinner. (laughs) 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 You see, space god or not, my crew loves me. And so I've established a rapport. Now let's talk terms. Though you're far, far beneath me, your little concilium has piqued my interest, and I've decided to see what you're made of. I'm going to eat one of these two moons. A god hungers, you know. But you get to decide which one. When I eat that moon, in exchange, I'll open a wormhole for you, send you tens of thousands of light years across space to the far borders of the Corexians, farther than any of your little concilium ships have ever traveled. There are untold riches and wonders out there, and to scout the rear of the Corexian Empire, why, you'd return to the Concilium as space heroes. You just have to choose. I eat the trash moon, and the Concilium is horribly crippled by your actions. Or I eat the love moon, and you doom the Grappellians to extinction. Now, which will it be? Now you listen to me, and you listen to me, good God. You're talking to senior officers. There's a whole ship attached to us. A whole ship full of people who never consented to being flung to the outer edges of the universe. They didn't sign on for that. I know I myself have a wife back home, two years pregnant. I want to get home to her. I don't want to be lost out at the edges of space. And no, I'm not going to be dooming anyone to extinction. So why don't you just take your little game and go? Cal, a word? Yes, Meredith. Meredith puts her hand down. Cal, can we please go? Cal, can we please go? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for interrupting, but I must. Uh, as you know, I can hear everything in this room because of acoustics. Acoustics, yes. Uh, which I can dampen, by the way. If um, you could. I yes. I I am on it like flash. However, I must. I, I must back up decision by Captain to not go through the wormhole. It would be disaster, Meredith. But there's gonna be other stuff on the other side. It could be so cool. It's like, what's over there? Only thing on the other side of wormhole is death, I am telling so, you. So but let me get this straight. Too. You're not you're not all just going to follow your captain? Your captain seems to be pretty firm about this. No, I was asking permission. I'll, I'll, I'll follow the captain. I just wanted it, and I feel like if I had a couple more minutes, I might be able to oh, get Meredith, it. Oh, Meredith, I want that for you. I wish you were the captain. You'd be fun. Oh my God, stop! Really? Sister seems intent on being a stick in the mud. Maybe I am a stick in the mud, but that's where you and I are different, God. I don't see any crew surrounding you. I have all sorts of different opinions and knowledges. I'm not just relying on myself. 
So I know when Dr. Meredith Chesterfield, he looks at her name tag, when Dr. <laughs> Meredith Chesterfield weighs in, she's got something important to say. I want to go. Fine, then maybe we need to change the terms of the game a little. Maybe we need to make you realize that you need to play ball. And then Ku sticks his hand out towards Captain Sisters. And suddenly, <gasps> an eerie energy reaches out and envelops the captain. You feel it more than see it, and it does not feel good. Before your eyes, you watch as Captain Sisters gasps and suddenly, unbelievably, begins to age. You marvel at it. With each passing second, Sisters seems to age a year, but also get subtly hotter? He becomes a rugged silver fox, those lines increases belying and intriguing stories of adventure. I guess it's true what they say. Aging is okay because you always get hotter. For about ten seconds, he rocks a goatee, and honestly, you have to admit, it kind of works for him. Then, it passes, and age finally catches up with sisters. He stoops, he stumbles, and finally, he collapses to the floor, leaving behind a beautiful but swiftly dying corpse. Captain! His last breaths are pained. Captain! My crew! My beloved crew! <gasps> Sir, Captain, look out there! And he, he he points out to space. Look out! Yes, at these, those stars of space. <gasps> they are the question, and we, the living, are the answer. My crew, my final order to you: let the conversation <laughs> begin. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I die. <laughs> and that's a wrap on Captain Sisters, everybody. <laughs> the captain expires. He lies dead before you. You. You son of a bitch. Legs fires his phaser. It passes directly through Ku, and the phaser beam begins to ping around the uh, previously established metallic bridge. Oh, yikes. Everyone's going to want to jump out of the way. You can't shoot me with a gun. Maybe not this one, and maybe not today, but you listen to me, Ku. One day, maybe not today, and maybe not right now, maybe not this week. <laughs> when, though? You're being really circumspect about which day it will be. One day, mm -hmm. I will kill you. <gasps> I'm billions of years old. And you took my, if I understand that things are going pretty well with my dad and his boyfriend, someone who was about to be my stepbrother. They're already engaged. They haven't told you yet. Legs fires again. Legs! <laughs> this one catches his, catches his shirt. Oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Ow. Fuck you, Legs. He was the only man I'd follow. Well, good. Now you have no one to follow. And now it's up to each of you to make this decision. Which moon will it be? I'll leave you now to decide, and in the meantime, make it really clear what you're up against. In a blinding flash, Ku disappears, and, <gasps> and as he does, an alert flashes at the tactical station. <gasps> Environmental alert. Ship is in close range to two asteroids on collision headings. One is due to imminently strike Repelia Moon, designation Trash Moon. One is due to imminently strike Repelia Moon, designation Love Moon. Collision on both moons is in 60 seconds. 
The asteroids are roughly the same size, neither large enough to destroy each moon, but could cause some serious destruction. What would you like to do? Look, guys, we have to protect love. Even if we get in trouble from the bat, from the boss, up, from the boss upstairs, we gotta know that we protected love throughout the galaxy at all costs. It's I mean, not it's love like throughout the galaxy, though, child. It is love on one moon where people are probably, if we're being honest, fornicating more than they need to. Love in one heart is love in all hearts. Love in one heart is love in all hearts. He's trying to get everyone going. Love in one heart is love in all hearts. Come on, guys. Love in one heart I would heart like to engage Graviton torpedoes. Excuse me? You look over to see Threadcount is kneeling by the captain's dead body where he has placed a single white rose. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Fresh out of the fridge of a deli. You do not need to take the the rules of these so called this so called god as verbatim. There is an entire universe of possibilities beyond what he has laid out within these sixty seconds. Oh. The computer chimes in forty seconds to collision. Thank you. I was trying to inspire hope. Perhaps if we were to cause the asteroids to strike each other, or divert them away from the planets entirely, or even allow both to destroy both moons. Meredith darts over to her uh, station and starts smashing the buttons, like, very forcefully. What are you trying to do by smashing those buttons? She doesn't know, and they don't do anything. Okay. <laughs> we The camera pans to just below Meredith, and we see that her station is unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs> There's a wrench with the name Katya written on it. <laughs> it's jammed in the works. Threat count, I think plan A was hope and plan B is playing this bastard's game. We, If we allow the love moon to be destroyed, we'll be cast across the vast expanse of the Corexian Empire into the far reaches of the galaxy. Yay. Someone remind me what is the other one? I think first and foremost, we need to decide how to disable that from happening. Legs, I have a query. I am confused. I have conflicting information. You said we must play by the gods rules. But throughout history of knowledge of legs, you have never played by the rules. <sighs> legs looks over at the captain, and you almost you see a tear form on his lower eyelid, and then he sucks it up with his tear duct. It's not just a hit, what could have been. Um, Katya's approval rating for legs goes up one point. And Gelmir has recorded the that interaction onto his little uh, voice recorder. He wants to get that tear. He admires you all. <laughs> You're right, Threat Count. A rule book. If it's from the Academy, or if it's from some two-bit space god, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. Who gives a fuck? Let's do it. Let's kill the trash planet and save love. Am I right? I think Little Robot might have plan here, actually. I don't see why we cannot try to defuse Bomb by taking out both asteroids. Yeah, that's just crazy enough to work. What if we use shields of ship to deflect, like, tiny pong ball on screen of video game at other asteroid? Well, that would have to be perfectly timed, and the angle would have to be just so. One calculation wrong, and it could go to who knows where. Maybe even hit the planet itself. 30 seconds. She turns to Gelmir wildly. Isn't it wonderful to have this challenge before you? To learn something new? This is why I'm here! And then she lunges towards the, um... The shield controls for the ship. Aye, aye, Captain. I mean, Katya. Watch yourself, Gelmire. Legs, I did. 
legs. I did beat it like that. Come on, man. You know me. I All did, right, I look. Did it's called the Bing Pong Belly Flop. It's never been tried outside of simulations, but... And legs spits on all three of his hands. Wait, what? If we can get enough power to the shields. Gross. If we can get enough power to the shields and I can time this just right, I've got a shot. Taylor, could you, sorry, could you take that back one second? You said something about three hands. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, leg spits into the palm of each of his three hands and says, Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's called a ping pong. Uh, yeah. So he has, uh, how many hands yeah. does he have? A three. I just said three. Where where does the third one live? We're gonna need 120, 130 percent of the ship's power to the shields. Katya, I trust you as far as I can throw you, but be honest with me now. Is it even possible? It's possible if we can divert energy from other part of ship. Perhaps we might even need to. Um, how you say when you have a ship and there is a person on ship who you're like, I don't mind so much if this guy goes over the board. Um, we may need to jettison, yes, we, we need to jettison part of ship. Unless that person was themselves a super powerful bat. Legs turns and looks at Threadka. Hello. Hey, buddy. Oh, oh, I'll, um, yes. And, and Threadcount mechanically starts to jog toward uh, the engineering bay so that he can hook himself up to the batteries. <laughs> Okay, no horny business this time, okay, big fella? I've never had to teach the engine of the ship not to be horny. All right, uh, you're attempting to deflect one of the asteroids off of the ship's shields to have it knock into the other asteroid. Yes. And yes. And that's, this is this is a maneuver that Katya's making, and Thread Count is helping, and Legs, are you helping steer the ship? Yes, so Katya's handling the extra power to the shield, Thread Count's providing the power, and Legs is the pilot that's gonna try and do this impossible maneuver. Great. Um, and Gelmir's like, I will just, and I will distract the god. He gets on his knees and starts praying. The god's not, the god's not here. The god's not here. you to allow it. Let him try. Let him okay, try, coach. So he gets on his knees and starts praying, goes, Quo just to make sure you pay attention to my soul, not anything else that's happening right now. I want to run through a list of things I'd like to be forgiven for. Number one. Gelmeyer opens his eyes for a second, and suddenly he is in a uh, blank, endless white void. And Ku, who is now in a smoking jacket, walks up to him and says, Go ahead, we have all the time in the universe. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Holy macaroni and peas on the side, Quoo. Quoo. Um, <laughs> I'd like you to forgive me for my many sins. One, vanity. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I actually think a pretty big deal of myself. Number two, pride. I know it doesn't seem like it, but sometimes I think I know best. Number three, lust. Sometimes I get it good as much as I give it. And I like both times. What's the crew seeing while this is happening? <laughs> Gilmer is having a seizure. Meredith is gonna. I just realized we don't have a duck. Meredith is gonna run over and like rip a strip off of her sh- sleeve. Her, one of her, um, the sleeve of a uniform that was, you know, a year ahead. Of mm-hmm. its time, because mm-hmm. her parents are so wealthy mm-hmm. that they bought the yeah they bought the next edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they she shoves the sleeve into Gelmer's 
mouth and says, God damn it, I can't lose you too. We cut back to Gelmer and Ku, and uh, Gelmer is running through all his all his sins, and Ku puts a puts a hand on his shoulder. And Gelmer, when he when he does this, he feels a warmth that he's never felt before. This is like a difference in kind of the energy just radiating off of Ku. And Ku says, "You're forgiven for all your sins, Gelmer, but unfortunately, to get into my heaven, you gotta sin." And then. And then Ku snaps, and Gelmir wakes up back on the bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you okay? Meredith is. That oh you? my gosh, Gelmir, yes, it's me. I've never seen you like that before. Hovering over you like this? Yeah, you. Save my life. I did. I saved your life. <clears throat> hey, if we get out of this alive, yeah. do you think that maybe... What? Um, you oh. could... Uh, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is not... This is a very complex maneuver, so it's not going to be a situation where you are necessarily helping each other. You're each making individual checks to see if you can succeed in your facet of this attempt. And you all have to succeed individually for the ship to pull it off. Okay. Katya, this is your plan. You are an engineer, so you I will give you one extra die as an expert. Cool. Uh, it's going to be a laser's roll. Thread count. You. You're going where you're ordered, and you're going as quickly as possible, and you're not thinking about it. This is all feelings. Okay. And legs... This is hot shottery. Maybe. So, so I'll give you an extra die on this too. And you are going to, let's say this is the lasers for you. All right, so we roll now? All right, here we go. Oh boy. Ooh, okay, I got a six and a one. When you roll a six and a one, one of them's a success. Yes. I failed, I got a three. Taylor, how'd you do? I did good, I got my laser feelings number and another success. Okay. So I only got one success. Okay. Katya, you charge the engines up. You're doing you're at your panel, you're making things happen. Shields. Legs. You are steering the ship. You you hit that curve just as you need to. The shields expand out and and make a glancing blow on um onto the asteroid. Thread count just at the moment that you are set to charge the drive, uh, you you get an alert on your uh, on your heads up display that says, "Warning: Power level still recharging from baking subroutine." Oh no! The shields bounce the asteroid off. It collides with the second asteroid. They uh, they explode, but in the process, the engines are shorted out. You are. A drift in space. No! Lost power to engines. Um, hello, uh, Lex. Uh, this is Yeah, we Red got a Count. lot going on here, Red Count. What is up? The engines have gone voodoo. Yeah, that, um, I'm afraid your cupcake represented calorically the amount of energy I had left in my body in order to perform the maneuver. And so the shields might have gone or something went out. I can't tell. Well, it's not your fault, Thread Count. 
The Duchess had to tell everybody it was my birthday. Yay! <laughs> Katya looks at the amulet on um, Legs' chest. It's hot. Yeah. It's like knows. a little sweaty and it's bouncing around. Yeah, they, like you see the reflection of it in each of her eyes. Like her two pupils become bouncing amulets. What color is it? It's like a green surrounded by like brass with uh, untranslated glyphs. Ooh. Katya looks in your eyes and she says breathlessly, you have fragment of star emerald, yes? Hey, let's save the jewelry talk for the next struggle session, Khrushchev. We're about to croak here. (laughs) You don't understand what I am saying. Yeah, I don't. Speak English. Threat count. Gelmeyer, can we do anything? I am speaking perfect English. Katya is going to seize the amulet. Hey. <laughs> okay, that's all the fight you're... Fight you're for. Oh, you don't put up so much a big fight for your three arms that are so strong. And she rips it off. That's my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Katya seizes the uh, amulet off of legs. She runs to the teleporter and she shouts, Phase to engine room! Katya phases into the engine room and we turn back to Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) Gelmer. Gelmer. Gelmer Lysander. It looks like we're all alone. Legs is still there. Yeah, I know. I'm right right over here. Legs is like doing everything. Sweat is pouring off his forehead. (laughs) There's like a countdown timer right over his head that's like seconds to death. (laughs) Meredith slowly brushes her hand down Gelmer's... um, cheek and says you look to be without sins I'm actually feeling one of those seven <laughs> sins that starts with L right now. Oh, wait hang on I have to th- um. okay got to the engine room <laughs> no we're gonna stay here <laughs> locusts that's a plague but okay okay um hang on a second a little clue pops onto (laughs) Meredith's shoulder and whispers, he's talking lust, baby, and pops away. Lust? Yes, Meredith. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just thought of that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, very good, good job. Oh my gosh. For me? (laughs) Yeah, 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 Meredith. But but if you you obviously don't like, if... If you, if you don't, then, like, what? Like, I don't care, you know? It's just, like, it's the moment maybe made me think that, like, you know, and if you didn't, then, like, what? Like, I don't, like, no one can hold me down. So, like, if you didn't, I would understand because, like, you wouldn't want to get your heart broken, too, which I understand. Meredith gives him a kiss on the mouth. <gasps> um, uh... She's Gelmir twice his age! <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, what? what? Really? How old are you? He's, like, 24. I'm, I'm 46! <laughs> Oh. Meredith slaps him. <laughs> Meredith, I um, sorry, I, I'm actually I'm stronger than I look. I mean, what? are you threatening me? No, 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 I just like I'm so no, I I'm sorry. I we cut to the engine I room. <laughs> Katya dashes over to uh, thread count nine hundred. Hello, Katya. I'm so sorry my batteries failed. Have I destroyed us all? It is not your fault, little little cupcake man. <laughs> um, K- 
Katya leans over and expertly exposes the auxiliary power panel on Threadcount 900's frame, and she presses the star emerald amulet into it. This is a hunch. You're making a feelings roll. Uh, five. That's your number. That's a huge success. Yay! That's a laser feelings. Threadcount's eyes glow a brilliant green like you've never seen before, and... He seems charged with a newfound energy. In fact, he seems to be standing a little taller, and his torso rattles and shifts, and suddenly it takes on the greenish color of the emerald, and in fact is accented by new brass detailing, as if he has become one with the amulet. Joe, can um, can Threadcount play a MIDI version of Popeye the Sailor Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You are now fully, you are now charged with new energy, thread count, and uh, what would you like to do? Let's put this into the ship. And uh, he uh, reconnects with the ship's batteries and diverts the power uh, through his own systems into, back into the ship. Uh, Katya smacks him on his little metal butt and then runs back towards the teleport. I'll teach her about flirting in dangerous situations, yet I will. These two. Your engines are rebooted. You both head back to the bridge, and just as you do, in a flash that has grown all too familiar, Ku appears back on the bridge. <gasps> well? You. Oh, we were, it was <gasps> nothing. I mean, it wasn't even, yeah, we weren't even, we were just talking, and she was like actually sort of taking care of me, which was like, very much appreciated. So Gelmer, like, Gelmer. Like, what's up? What's Don't up? you yeah. know? <laughs> I told you, if you want to get into my heaven, you need to sin, buddy. Right. Yeah. We've um, been over well, this. Okay. Sorry, Mr. Ku. I love you. That's better. Yes. Gelmer. Legs punches the back yeah. of Ku's <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Which hand are you <laughs> nice. using? Are you using your... F- Right hand. Middle. I'm using the rightmost hand. Your rightmost hand. Okay. (laughs) The back of Ku's head is as uh, hard as the hardest stone. And your your hand is uh, fucked up. There's no other way to say it. Let us go, you son of a bitch. Don't you see the love of these two people has recharged our engines? (laughs) That is not what happened. You know that's not what happened. Oh, my God. We did that? No. We did that? That's a... Oh, Meredith, high five, dude. She high fives him. If they need to believe it, very well. You know, that amulet you were wearing, Legs, is two billion years old. You could have used it to cure any disease, have anything your heart desired. Stop a war, even, but you folks used it to recharge your engines, which a, a Tota Stardock could have solved. Wait, it's a oh, one-time well. use thing? Is it hmm? du- is it spent? That's up to you to find out, I suppose. So, uh, Gelmir is trying to maneuver behind Ku and sort of sticking out, and he is, like, getting onto all fours behind him in case anyone wants to try to push him and trip him over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and what are you what are you oh. rolling? <laughs> if, if it works. But what, well, doesn't someone have to push him for it to work? But but Tim, remember I have to I have to tell you if you're rolling for lasers or rolling for feelings. So it's just then I wasn't rolling. I was just pretending. Oh, cool, so cool. maybe you should be. Maybe you should look at the box. 
We played your game. No, you didn't. Played it our way. You were way. supposed to let one of those asteroids hit one of the moons. We win. It was a point about the larger game I was making you play, and you broke my rules. And I, that nothing makes me matter than having my rules broken. Ooh, you. Well, you stepped on the wrong starship, didn't you, jackass? Yeah. So that's it? So that's it. You refuse. You won't, you won't let me eat either of these moons. We did what you asked, but we found our own way to do it. You want to eat something? Eat our ass. <laughs> Legs. <laughs> and then I push him over Gelmir. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Who yeah. is caught off guard and falls head over head over heels. Uh, he lands on his rump and looks up at you. I've eaten your asses. I've eaten all of your asses across thousands of lifetimes and thousands of space times. But you'll oh. never know. You'll never know that because you refused the call. You refused to choose. So I better find someone else who will choose. And Ku snaps his fingers and in a flash out in space before you on the view screen, you see another Concilium ship appear. Its livery markings designated as the CSS Trailblazer. Oh. A sister vessel. Oh, no. Red Count, do you know that ship? Um, yes, that was my previous assignment. Oh. I'll open hailing frequencies now. Yes, um, and I must say that its captain, Rex Porkpie, may exactly be the cold-blooded individual who would be disastrous for this situation. The bridge of the Trailblazer comes up on your view screen, commanded by Captain Rex Porkpie. Hello! <laughs> it's me, Captain Rex Porkpie. That's my name, don't wear it out. I won't, Captain Rex. I'm Quu, a magical space god from the far reaches of the universe, and I'm here to make you a special offer. I'm in. <laughs> you haven't even heard it yet. All right. You drive a hard bargain. What do you got for me? I already like you more than the last <laughs> captain, who I killed. Here's the deal. You pick one of these moons for me to eat, and in exchange, I'll open a wormhole that will send you to the far reaches of the Corexian border, where you can find untold wonders and riches to bring back to the Concilium, cementing your career and giving you a leg up over all the other captains. A leg up? I could use that. I'm not doing so hot as a captain. I pick the trash moon. I love some yummy trash. The trash moon it is. And with that, you watch in horror as the trash moon suddenly folds and crumples in on itself. And just as it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, you can almost hear the screams of the thousands of sanitation workers just working paycheck to paycheck. Good concilium souls lost to Ku's madness. He cackles, mad with power having consumed this moon. Captain Porkpie, I love your style. Here's a wormhole, baby. And where the trash moon used to be, a wormhole opens up in a swirling mass of energy and clouds. It crackles with lightning and energy. Captain Porkpie, do you have anything else you'd like to say to the crew? Yeah. See you later, virgins. The trailblazer suddenly heads towards the wormhole. For a moment, it hangs in space, then with a streak of orange light, it disappears. The wormhole swirls and rages, and just as quickly as it appeared, it vanishes. Who turns back to all of you. 
Well, you've disappointed me. I thought you people might do something entertaining, but now I guess that'll be up to the trailblazer. But you know what? I'll leave you to explain yourselves to the Admiral. In a flash, Clue disappears once more, perhaps for the final time. And the comms panel lights up. You're being hailed by Vanguard Command. Uh, sh- should we answer? I Legs, I think I mean, you should talk to him. Uh, yeah, Legs, you got oh, it. Why me? You're, well, you were a, th- a second in command, were you not? He was not. No. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine to ask. First mm-hmm. officer, Tom Plot is actually away, representing the Concilium in water polo in the Pangalactic Games. Oh, I love that. Uh, we have to answer right. We have to. We have to. We have to answer right now, or they're gonna think that we're not answering. Okay, I'll do it. 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 Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's on. Uh, this is the uh, CSS Cavalier. Stand by for Rear Admiral Norman Jingles. Standing by. The Rear Admiral appears on the view screen. He's a stern older man, bald as the day is a day. (laughs) (laughs) And not looking happy. Good one, Joe. Bald as the day is bald. (laughs) I, uh, uh, sorry, I just, uh, had an overwhelming urge to contact your vessel. Um, I don't quite know... Uh, well, I have you. Uh, get a, well, I guess I should get a status report. Where's your captain? Where's Captain Sisters? Captain Sisters is dead. What? Oh! <laughs> gotcha! What? He can... Is he not... Are we planning on I don't putting know. up this charade forever? What are we... It just felt like maybe we shouldn't say anything yet. Hi, Admiral. Oh, my gosh. How are you? How's your family? My family is actually never better. The boys just got... It's not important. What happened <gasps> oh. to your captain? Um, Katya is looking at Meredith like, what do I do? What? Well, he... Um, he is on vacation. Explorer Chesterfield. <laughs> yes. I order you to be honest. Oh, no. Come on. Sir, I misinformed... Uh, Explorer Chesterfield. I told her that the uh, captain was on vacation. The fact of the matter is that we've run into an all-powerful space anomaly, some sort of sentient creature who killed the captain, destroyed the Grappelian trash moon, and has opened a wormhole, through which he sent uh, the CSS trailblazer through for unknown purposes. That's what I said. I take all responsibility, sir. I know I've only got one more shot, and I'm afraid this is it. I... Must admit, this is not the first time we have encountered Ku. <gasps> oh, you know him! Why don't you all gather in the conference room, and I will give you further instructions there. Okay. Oh, aye, aye. We cut to the conference room where you've all gathered. Um, when Legs goes into the conference room, he backs over the top of the mm-hmm. chair sits in it backwards, and then spins it around so he's sitting backwards in the chair but facing the Are there armrests on the chair? <laughs> yes. There are three. <laughs> he's basically getting a pap smear. <laughs> Listen, I, uh... I'll be honest with you. If what I'm hearing is true, if the trash moon is gone... You would all be flushed out of the vanguard for letting that happen. That's a grave, 
grave blow. And I know for this I must kill myself. Hold on. The fact that you even know the name Ku means you're all lucky to be alive. I can't tell you how many ships we've lost to his sick games over the years. It's, it's classified. But it's not your fault. You couldn't possibly be prepared for what you were dealing with. He is a mischievous, uncontrollable cosmic demon. Oh my gosh. Now, what's this about the trailblazer and a wormhole? Oh, his terrible idea, right? I don't know. It sounded kind of fun, though. He, so he, they, um, Quo opened up a wormhole, uh-huh. and then the trailblazer went through it uh-huh. to like some other part of the galaxy. What other part of the galaxy? Uh, across the border. What border? Sir, Quo uh, offered the captain of the trailblazer a deal that the captain would choose a planet to die and then be thrown through the wormhole across the Corexian Empire to the far frontier, sir. You're telling me that Captain Porkpie hmm. took a deal that doomed thousands of Councilium lives, sent him into enemy territory, and is now out there getting into more trouble? With glee, sir. Yeah, we never would have, you know? This is assuming his brains are not splattered in space because Wormhole is death trap. No, if Ku made that deal, Ku honors a deal. I'm sure they're fine. Are you friends with Ku? Yes, sir. You seem to know an awful lot about Ku. No, I'm I'm quite the opposite of friends. Oh, are you enemies with Ku? The file we have on Ku would fill a day. Would be nice if you shared file with people. Old. Yeah, the red's right. If you shared that file with us, a whole moon of sanitation workers would still be alive. Ku is you on a need-to-know basis. In your ivory tower, Lieutenant, sir. But those Lieutenant, you will not take that tone with me. That information. You will not take that tone with me. Katya's approval rating for her legs goes up another point. <laughs> hey, guys, can we all just take a quick chill pill? Maybe breathe together or something? Look, we're on different sides of the issue, but we're all together and wanting to make a better galaxy for everyone. So I propose oh that... <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, wait, wait, really? I mean, sure, why, why, oh why not? Uh, yeah. Hey, baby. God, I saw you. Folks, I folks. didn't. <laughs> yeah, what's We're, up? We just need to finish up this meeting. I have, I have a, my, my schedule's pretty tight today. I think this was a bigger moment for us than you. Can you take a vaccine for like Well, yeah, I think you're going to want to hear what Everyone, I have to say. Everyone, please listen. Okay. The Admiral has some other files to withhold from starships. Okay. Listen. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. If most people learned about Ku, there would be riots in the streets, Okay. These things are on a need-to-know basis, and I don't need to hear from some hotshot pilot that he's got a problem with the way we do things. We don't care about riot in streets. We are in sky doing God's work. You should be sharing this information. You are damning your compatriots. We would never do this sort of thing in Soviet. Well, you're learning something about how we do things, and that's part of the program. And maybe you've got a thing or two to learn. Let's hear the kid out. Gelmir, you had an idea? No! (laughs) This is my meeting. I have important work to do back here in Dallas. We'll Where get things back actually get done. Legs shuts off the communication screen. Oh, oh, get him back on. The the view screen comes back up. How dare you? Legs uh, spins a sledgehammer around and releases it. Into Where did you get a sledgehammer from? Replicator. No, it's me. <laughs> Replicator. <laughs> Thread count. Restrain him. That's an order from the Admiralty. If you have to. Thread, yeah, 
Thread count, uh, thread count's arms uh, go around on a, a big metallic bear hug, uh, restricting legs. Uh, no problem, friend. Hey, we had a nickel, huh? Ha ha ha, we've been here before. Let's listen now. Listen, this is a bigger issue than you can possibly know. But the most immediate concern is the trailblazer. Should the Corexians find them behind enemy lines before we do, it could cause an interstellar incident. And you all know as well as I do that the Vanguard can ill afford another war right now. The Corexians would finish us. <gasps> we need to pursue the Trailblazer and bring them back to Concilium Space as soon as possible so Captain Porkpie can answer for his crimes. <gasps> Are you saying what I think you're saying? Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> Normally, we would wait for a new captain to be assigned, but there's simply no time to waste here. Oh my god, you are! You're totally saying it! Leaving right now and traveling at maximum hyperwarp, you Yay! won't reach the Trailblazer's position for another nine months. Oh. So, your first officer will have to take command. Where is he? First officer, Tumplot, is actually on leave participating in water polo at the Pangalactic Games, representing the Concilium. Okay, alright, no first officer. Okay, well, I don't like it, but in that case, you'll need to continue on. Captainless, making decisions as a crew via consensus. Along the way, you'll need to avoid Corexian detection and find opportunities to resupply without angering non-aligned worlds. I'm sure as you venture across space, you'll find strange planets, mysterious aliens, unlikely allies, and bitter enemies. But what's important is that you find the Trailblazer. Is that understood? It's actually not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> What were you thinking, Madison? I thought we got to go to the wormhole. I didn't realize we were going to have to go through a non-wormhole. When are you our, going to drop this yeah, thing? Yeah, our long-range <laughs> sensors are indicating that the wormhole has collapsed. There is no more wormhole. But there's the guy who can make the wormholes. You, you, do you mean, are you talking about Quill, yeah. the god who destroyed our captain? Yeah. Can we, get, can we ask him? Can I say my idea now, please? <laughs> my, uh, my fiancé has something to say. Go ahead, Ensign. What I'm thinking is that if we have the service in the re in a restaurant, it will just be easier for everyone. We won't have to deal with a caterer. <laughs> we can just like figure, the restaurant. Uh, will thread have restrain the food him as well. Th thread count, um, like one of thread count's ears pops off of his head like a little missile, and smacks against Gilmir's mouth and sticking to it like a like a gag. What the hell? <laughs> This is a dangerous mission into deep space behind enemy lines. You'll be gone from Concilium Space for months. It's not a mission you should take lightly, and if anyone doesn't want to take this mission, I understand. But I need to know now, because the clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. It goes against every fiber of my being to take orders from an old cue ball sitting safe in his chair like you, but God help me. Legs looks out at his friends and colleagues. We might be the only hope to stop that rogue ship. So, yes, I vote, uh, I vote yes. Yes, I am part of exchange program. It is my job to go where you are going, so I am, I am in. My free will has not been activated, and I am bound to oblige. My calendar's open, so I'm just, like, here for the ride. I think this sounds great. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Thanks for having me. Mm. Thread count, you can de-gag Ensign Lysander. Thread count uh, releases legs and walks over... <laughs> to Gelmir and pulls the ear off of his mouth and pops it back onto his head. Look, everyone. It's been a tough day, for sure. 
pretty bad day actually, but kind of good too. Anyway, <laughs> no matter what happens, the captain would want us to stick together. I know him better than anyone else because I've recorded a bunch of his speeches and things that he said. And I listen to him a lot because I like I want to get into his mindset because I just think he's a cool guy. So I guess I'm trying to say, what I'm basically saying is that like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> of course I'm in with you fucking knuckleheads. I mean, ours together, the Cavalier, making shit happen together, making sure no one stands up to us. I mean, come on. Legs is going to make sure we take no shit from everyone. Katya, I mean, you're going to always have some crazy idea that no one thought of, and you're going to execute to the best of your abilities. Start count. What are you, a Swiss army knife on steroids? Of course you're going to be on my side. And Meredith, <laughs> you're the woman I'm in love with. <laughs> I'm sticking through. I'm sticking by your side, thick and thin. <laughs> Even if we do need to have a caterer at the reception. <laughs> so... Yeah, you can count me in. And I guess I'll say aye aye on behalf of the dozens of other <laughs> high-ranking officers, staff members, and other passengers of this ship. Yes, you're glad to hear that all of your crew of 800 brave souls is taking part. Good luck, Cavalier. We'll, we'll all be rooting for you back here at Vanguard Command. Godspeed. I'm transmitting the coordinates for your first jump now. And with that, Rear Admiral Jingles clicks off his V-screen. That was intense. That guy had a stick up his yes. ass big time. I would have, like, I, I need to smack that stick out of that dude's ass yeah, big time. Yeah, just smack dude. it out. Smack it yeah, right yeah, out. I would have, like, smacked, I actually would have smacked that dude's stick out of his ass, like, <laughs> big time. <laughs> What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Time on, oh these, those stars of space. What will Gelmire do to put a ring on it? Why is Claire President so full of hot air? And what happens when Thread Count 900 crosses the line? This episode is available right now on our Patreon. Subscribe today.